feminist She knows how to treat a man And we want someone To make America great again You get to the point that you're actually just like angry, just seething about the amount of political posts, log off Facebook. <laughs> Earbuds and earworms. I'm Amy gonna canvas the town soon, Shepherd, and this is Mitchell taking a stand against the man, Manly. <laughs> Wait, are you taking a stand against yourself? Not, no, that'd be taking a stand against the manly. Okay. But I'm taking a stand against the man. I'm Mitchell taking a stand against the man, Manly. Okay, this all makes sense. Right are now. you like manly standing against the man, or is it? Are you standing? I'm a against manly the... man, Mitchell Manly. Uh huh. Taking a stand against the man. Okay. What are? What about manly men? Manly men? Yeah. Yes, all manly men should take a stand <laughs> against the man. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week we are doing political songs because I got a bee in my bonnet. And Don't we all? Yes. Well, I mean, half of America doesn't have a bee. Well, I guess even mo- they, I, have they, bees they have bees in their, in their bonnets too. So everybody's got to be in their bonnet about something, and they're very political. Usually, I don't know. There's some people who don't like politics, but they've unfriended me already. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little quieter than I normally am, but it's because I'm interviewing for jobs. Sure. So I decided, I decided to do. I don't know, did I or did you? I think I suggested political songs, and you mentioned that you guys had done protest songs before. Yes, we did. We did a two-parter on protest songs yeah. after um, there was this thing in 2016 that happened, hmm. and then there were a bunch of hats in it. I see. I gotcha. Yeah, and I was trying to at least be somewhat like olive branchy, mm-hmm. but I've gotten kind of my um, my liberal heart. Is out yeah, there <laughs> starting to bleed a little too? It's it, my my bleeding heart is bleeding all over the place. Sure. So I decided we should do that, and I feel like it's important because I'm sure that there there are political songs on both sides, which is actually like a political thing. Can too. we can we talk about Ray Stevens for just a second? Do you remember Ray Stevens? Ray Stevens. He was a a country novelty artist. He sang. Um, it's me again, Margaret, uh, when the squirrel went berserk, the streak. You know, oh, I know the streak. Okay, yeah. So the, he used to write really funny, clever comedy songs back in, I'm, I'm wanting to say it was like the late 70s, early 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And then sometime, I'm guessing after 9-11, he turned into a crazy like right wing nut oh. job and started writing songs about Obama. And wow. I mean, like, no matter what, you know, side of the aisle you're on, Ray Stevens deciding to go that way instead of just making great funny songs. That's just a sad thing. It's surprising to everyone involved. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I, the streak went bad? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. You know what, though? What's that? Well, I think we just chose political artists this time. Yeah. No funny songs were harmed in the making of this episode. Although there are some very funny and clever songs, including the one that I'm going to start us off with. Yep, you are. (laughs) Uh, It is Randy Newman's song, Great Nations of Europe. Well, 
It seems like most people our age only know Randy Newman from doing like the Toy Story song or some of the other Disney stuff. Friends. Right. And then they, they might vaguely know short people. Yes. But like for the most part, vastly underappreciated by my generation. He's an I'm incredible so songwriter. Sorry. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna catch you up. Okay. You know. Uh, he's so incredible as a songwriter and as an arranger. Like all the instrumentation and chord progressions and the chord structures in the song are just ridiculous. Um, and, of course, in relation to our theme, he's probably one of the best political satirists in music history. It's, you know, it's one thing to, like, write a punk song about being pissed off at the president or, like, songs about war, police brutality, and just, like, singing from your heart about something super specific. And that, of course, has a very important place in the artistic landscape, but it's an entirely different thing to, like, write something clever and satirical and more, like, subtle and sarcastic like Randy Newman usually does. He's got short people, which is, like railing against short people and talking about their little hands and their little feet and yeah well all, yeah you I have to like, pick them up to say hello <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, it's all rough i mean it's a rough life <laughs> right but you know it's all a, a satire about you know the absurdity of racial prejudice and that mm-hmm. sort of thing and then he's got a song called political science in which he's just like well people no one likes us and they never will so why don't we just drop the big one and see what happens jeez and you know he goes on through a nice tirade in that song and then of course you got this one uh which is it's about the affluent nations of europe deciding to like imperialize the western world and taking whatever they want and in their wake they're killing just huge swaths of native peoples in several countries eradicating entire populations in some of them uh, introducing diseases to places that were previously unexposed to them and like brutalizing otherwise peace, peaceful people in the name of religion and because expansionism. Holier. Yeah. <laughs> um, having people ripped apart by dogs mm. uh, because they're suspected to be gay. Just uh, just some odd things that, that we've done in our in our past and along the way. It's very Jonathan Swiftian. But he, yeah, absolutely, of course. Uh, but yeah, the, the way Randy Newman does it is just like such snark and sarcasm. It kind of sneaks past the normal filters on your brain, making you giggle. But then once it's in your head, like those ideas take root and you're left kind of soak, soaking in the real point of the song. Yeah, like, yeah, sure, athletes, fe- athletes' foot may not necessarily be what was brought to the indigenous people while they're being colonized, but the flu was. Yeah. That's but- something we did. Smallpox and all that stuff. And I always forget because Toy Story, that Randy Newman always had a say politically. And there's, like, you know, this huge journey of the song, like, just musically. And then, of course, the huge journal of colonization of the various nations. Right. And um, I liked the uh, hide your groceries, too, line. Yeah, we're going to take all your, all your groceries, yep. all your goods. And they actually, they have some, like, or, I'm sorry, Randy Newman put in this, like, Revolutionary War, like, piccolo thing mm-hmm. going on. And I was like, I, love it. Ah, I feel like he's marching. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> instrumentation is just so perfect. He's, he's a great arranger. It's very clever in the way that, in what he chose mm-hmm. in the political song as well. Um, I went 
kind of the same get off my lawn style of song. <laughs> I brought Risky Whispers Endangered Species. I am an sure if this was written as political commentary about who owns land but i'm pretty sure it's written about the political commentary about who owns land and i don't know if he's talking about an elf and this is a perspective of an elf because i think that this is an elf that's like really pissed off and it's like get off my land i was here first and i just think i think it's interesting if there's a forest elf saying why are you messing up my life right now um you know oddly enough Land and borders are things we're fighting on right now. And the people who were originally on this continent keep getting, like, told they're not supposed to be here, even though they generally are supposed to be here and were before us. There are no forest elves, as far as I know. Fight me. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But I really, like, it kind of, this song rang with me about, like, you know, land ownership and what is land ownership and why we can't all just get along um stylistically the song reminds me of curses uh cursive yeah i kind of heard what you were talking yeah, about with that like uh the ugly organ yeah it's uh, great record. i kind of felt that and there's like this i don't know what he's doing with like drumsticks but he's doing something really cool and i have no rhythm so i really like it or it's a heart i don't know i can't remember but I also wanted to point this out. I got to see this band last week when yeah, you man. performed. Yeah. And they performed after you. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So I, I'm like, yay, I finally saw Mitchell perform. Yeah, you perform. got to see, see me play uh, in my band Glorious Abor. It was amazing. And uh, yeah, after us was Risky Whispers. With yeah. a it just mind-blowing show. Yeah, they're a two-piece, really, really like heavy clever band yeah um in this song there's a definite emphasis on like some native american themes and to me it seems like it kind of shifts between two different perspectives maybe like a native guy fighting back against the white man telling him get off my land and get out of my yard and the and sort of like a reversal of roles Mm -hmm. and then uh there's a passage where i think the white man responds with a line about the infected blankets but that might also be like a reversal of roles thing I'm not sure. It definitely does translate and like distill the issues that are at play and like the sort of land dispute or like attempts to colonize other people's lands without compromise. You know, I tend to forget how much war has been waged and is still waged to this day over borders that we kind of sort of just invented. You know, yeah. Let's just face it; it is not following the Rio River. Yeah. And it's what exactly is the border of Canada? Right. Why? Why? Who knows? I don't know. Like, if there's no water, which apparently we're just trying to make higher now, you know, oh that, boy. that's political, too. Um, 
Our ear buddies had quite a few suggestions. Yeah, we got some good ones. Uh, yeah, we got a ton of good ones, and I believe new new submitters, new ear buddies. Yeah, I think we got a couple new ear buddies in here. Yeah, we do. And Debbie brings Seattle's favorite band, Sleater Kenny's Combat Rock. Since when of these of this song is it's very like hoorah America 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 and of course it's very like it's talking about how you know we don't question we should all just get in line and be hoorah America in that very like sarcastic satirical way because you know we shouldn't the only way to be proud and all that jazz shouldn't be like buying red, white, and blue, and making sure that we step in line, and we uh, do all this stuff for Uncle Sam, and, you know, ooh, we strong, you know, right. that stuff, so, and, uh, yeah, I also like the bars, like, raise your hands up, baby, are you sure that we're the best, the best, That's, I like that one. Yeah, so off the bat, the name Combat Rock, they're making a reference to an album by The Clash, who has a nice catalog full of political songs. And like, yeah, I love the feel of this one. The drums are very military, marchy, and mu- and like musically, I like that it's not a wall of pissed off guitars. It's like very thoughtful and strategic sounding, like minor key riffs, and it sets a mood for you to really take in the message rather than just like mindly listening to the song. And then it even has the cool sun sunshiny parts in the middle and the end that kind of gives you a little hope amid the more solemn parts. Uh, and like lyrically, they're taking on, like you said, the blind nationalism, this idea that we're the arbiters of the good and that we're the best no matter what. And, you know, that there, there's only two sides. It's you're either with us or against us and you better not question it. You know, uh, I, I especially love the line. Since when is skepticism on America? Dissent's not treason, but they talk like it's the same. You know, I've definitely run into that same type of thinking, discussing politics with people, you know. If I had a dollar for every time I heard, well, if you don't like it, you can get out. <laughs> you know, well, maybe I just want to have a discussion and affect some change here at home instead. How about maybe that? we can discuss how, like, we can all kind of like it together and not hate each other. Have you ever seen Portlandia? Do you know? Yeah. It's, Do you know the this connection is, there? This is Carrie Brownstein. Brownstein, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I saw Sleater Kenny and I was like, Carrie! Oh, nice. Sorry, yeah, I well, uh, no, I don't worry. I didn't actually see. Oh, I saw oh. the name. Like, no, oh, I, I thought you were saying you saw the live. Be, oh, I was like, that would be amazing. Amy, what? I'm so cool. <laughs> As I sit here still in scrubs, right? So that's what I do all day. Um, Jacques brings this amazing tune from the Mice. Not proud of the USA. I'm not proud of the USA. I'm not proud of the USA. I'm not 
even at the like Fourth of July, that's just like two Fourth of July. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like it's abrasively proud of America and that we've never done anything wrong. And then you're like, hmm, hey, we did some shit. Yeah, we did a thing or two. Um, I don't know if you remember like about 150 years ago, we did some terrible stuff that we still are continuing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the whole like blowing up whole countries and starting wars for no reason and taking people. If you don't like it, you can get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, this is the song that kind of like makes you think about that. It's like, you know, sometimes shouldn't have to you have to be proud of where you're from necessarily all the time and fall behind no matter what also i find that saying i'm a proud american is like secret code for hating every brown person yeah i think you're right so hate to say that but that's what a lot of people hear because unfortunately that is put next to a lot of very bad views um bill hicks actually used to say that we don't really have a reason to be proud of being american because we had no say in the matter. Yeah. We just kind of ended up here. We had no say in our... Okay, here's where I'm going to get crude. <laughs> Bill, Bill Hicks said if we were super proud of being an American, we just have like a flag of our parents fucking. Cause yeah, that's, he's like, that's, that's all you... That's all our parents did is happen to They happened to be in here. one place and that's where you came out. Yeah, so that's, that is all I had to do with actually being born in America. So this song kind of made me think of that. That was a long-winded way of saying that. <laughs> yeah, obviously they got my attention right out of the gate with like the vocal harmonies and the pa 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 pa's. Yeah, and so they've got that going on in the intro, and then in the main parts they're using sort of a standard punk progression with one or two really cool changes thrown in that keep it interesting and engaging. And the drums are the real star of the show. Their drummer is in- incredible. Like the drums are super powerful and like in the pocket where they need to be. And then all the fills just, like, keep the energy moving throughout each part and kind of transitioning into the next. And my favorite part is in the bridge, which uses, like, some of my favorite little pop, uh, like, power punk, power pop tricks. Uh, Like, there's this chromatically descending bass note. And then it shifts from a major into a minor uh, chord, like in this one spot that's really neat sounding. It just like latches directly onto the heartstrings. And of course, lyrically, we're calling back to the idea that we encountered in the in the Slater Kenny song that you don't have to be entirely proud of the USA to be a faithful citizen. You know, our yeah. country's been responsible for some pretty brutal and, and embarrassing stuff. Going back to the indiscriminate imperialism that got us here in the first place, like the Randy Newman song taught us. Yep. You know, killing off Indians and other natives along the way. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot to account for, and like calling attention to that and doing our best not to repeat those errors shouldn't be seen as treasonous. No, it shouldn't. Also, it's an important voting point this next election. Just saying. Just saying. You know? Just saying. Let's look back. Learn from our past mistakes. Um, now, we do have a throwback political song. Yeah, speaking of past mistakes. Past mistakes. Well, this isn't a past mistake. The song isn't, <laughs> no. but it's about a, a terrible mistake. <laughs> yes. Blake brings Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Ohio. What if you knew her and found her dead on the ground? How can you run when you know?
because I keep threatening to do an updated version of the song. Politics and Wars. It's interesting how that all shakes out. This usually like falls along party lines, especially during the war or going into the war. And oddly, I don't think one person thinks the Vietnam War was actually a good decision in hindsight. Yeah, for the for the most part, I think that is very true. Uh, you know, again, on board for the harmonies and the na 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 nas, regardless of any political messages happening. Uh, but this is definitely a very seminal political song from some of my favorite songwriters. Uh, it's about the Kent State University shootings. Uh, in Ohio in 1970, and so the the Ohio National Guard like basically fired upon a group of students that were protesting the bombing of Cambodia during the Vietnam War, and so in this incident, like four college students were killed, nine other people were injured, including like one of them being paralyzed, um, and e- it was even like some innocent bystanders that were just like nearby watching all this go down. But, you know, the event led to a huge outbreak of anti-war and anti-establishment sentiment and put heavy pressure on the U.S. to get the hell out of Vietnam, you know. Yeah. So Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, they were but four beautifully harmonious <laughs> voices, uh, but their sentiments catalyzed voices worldwide into taking action and demanding accountability from our governments. Yeah. I didn't know that that's what started, like, the anti-war sentiment of Vietnam. Um, that And plus tons of other great political music comes from that yeah. time, but... Uh, you know, whenever you have Neil Young singing about something, people tend to pay attention. Yeah, Dakota was just sitting. He had his headphones on, and then the song came on. He's like, that's Neil Young. Mm-hmm. I hear Neil Young on the wind. Four dead in Ohio. <laughs> well, sorry. That just made me laugh. Um, Jody brings Courtney Barnett's nameless faceless. This could apply to the current political climate. Yep. Yep, it can. Yep. Amazingly, yep. <laughs> About two weeks ago, maybe all of Senate should have heard this song. Um, yeah, seriously. Yes. Uh, this is uh, people Twitter right now. And this is women just wanting to exist without having to be, like, terrified every single moment. Like, is this so much to ask? Because I was leaving the uh, nursing building, and I, mine was the only car mm-hmm. in the parking lot. And that was probably the most terrifying. Nobody else was around, but you should have seen me. Like I got my keys out. As, yeah. As I don't know any person who's actually defended themselves with keys, but um, for some reason we're taught that we need to put our right. keys between our fingers. And I was like, you know, the squirrel that's terrified and like looking around the whole time. <laughs> that was me. And there were like only three trees. But I was like, something's gonna yeah. get me. It's absolutely terrifying. And that's. 
sadly, probably the feeling of most women. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is pretty much all my all my female friends seem to seem to corroborate that experience. Yeah, and it's not helping our country. Seems to just say, oh, it's okay. We're it's your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. You or had you're, a you're lying about this bad thing that happened. Yeah, or... why are you lying? You're making the guy who hurt you seem bad. Egads. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Courtney Barnett, and uh, this is off her newest record, which I had not had a chance to really check out yet. And she is coming out swinging with this one, and I love it. Uh, she's like taking on incels. Down with incels. Yeah, and other like angry misogynists that are like seething furiously in a basement because women don't want them, or they're out accosting women in the street to hit on them at inappropriate times or in yep. inappropriate ways. Yep. Uh, she even talks about wanting to walk alone at night, like you were saying, but having to put the keys between her fingers in case she gets attacked. Uh, I've heard that that is effective, um, just because the the element of surprise and it. Uh, puts a little bit of extra umph into your punch, the one punch you get before you can try to run away. Right. You know? If you're not just, like, standing terrified. Right. Also, if you don't drop your keys. And then, of course, the standout bit in, is in the chorus. Uh, I think it originates with Margaret Atwood. She's like, men are scared that women will laugh at them. Women are scared that men will kill them. Yep. You know, it's a, there's a huge uh, discrepancy there. Um, and these are things that just shouldn't be an issue, but for some reason, a large swath of men just can't keep their hands or their vitriol to themselves. Or believe that other men can't keep their right, hands exactly. to themselves. So, uh, it's hard to be a woman sometimes, a lot of times. I'm just yeah. saying. This song hits me in the uh, feels. You should listen to other Courtney Barnett songs, which are also amazing and not quite as uh, disheartening, probably. Yeah. Let's just, we should just pipe it into the Capitol. Right, I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, Justin W. brings Young Statues, True Liberty. time dissecting this there's like witch hunt is in there trophy wife like uh, a bunch of little things together adrenaline i just i don't know why adrenaline sticks out because it's not a buzzword or anything political i just i'm like yeah i can see that um it's just straight like it lulls you into like not sometimes like not listening to the lyrics because it's super pleasant to listen to there's like they leave a lot of space to breathe at some points and you can really think about it and i just I need to listen to like another five times instead of the three times I did. Right. Yeah, I had never heard this band before, but I saw that the the record was released on Run for Cover Records, so I knew it was going to be incredible. Everything from that labor label in the last couple of years has just been undeniably good. Uh, this one has a sort of shoegazy indie emo feel with like some '90s alt rock poppy sensibilities. Uh, I didn't catch all the lyrics in this one either. 
but I know I heard talk of like a modern day witch hunt and yep. trying to re trying to build walls in the name of true liberty and the idea that you won't achieve happiness if you don't fit the classic image of a traditional white Christian family, you know, the trophy wife thing. Yeah. Uh, the music and the harmonies drew me in initially, but I kind of love that the lyrics are hazy and obscured a bit because you'll catch a line here and there and it kind of forces you to like piece together the message yourself and like makes you do the work to actually engage with the message of the song so that it sticks with you a bit more. I'm definitely going to go and listen to this band a bunch more now. So thank you, Justin, for the heads up on, on this band. Yeah. Uh, did you try to look up the lyrics on Genius too? I did, and I, I didn't find <laughs> the lyrics They're not there. Anywhere. we got to somehow get them on there. A lot of times they'll be in the comments on the YouTube. I but looked. they were not on, on there, and also delving into the comments on any YouTube video. Is dangerous. Is, yeah. If you want to get into a political fight, yeah, yeah just go or there. Or just to see negative opinions and ay ay ay. All old music is good. All new music is right, bad. Right, exactly. All new music's good. All bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bad. exactly. <laughs> uh, Frank brings, and I'm going to butcher this, Shoji Maguro's Wake Up, Get Up, which is from the Persona 5 soundtrack. A song from a very political video game that lets us know that this isn't only an American problem. Okay, first things first. I heard weather report. That's all I'm saying. I heard some weather report. Whiffs and whiffs of weather report. Probably because that's like one of the few jazz punk bands I've ever listened to. Punk jazz? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I don't know anything about the game, but it definitely sounds like it has the political undertone, uh, undertones and a call for change. And oddly... I wouldn't think that wanting change would be super political and like standing up is super political because I feel like that's how our government was actually made to work. I mean, not that everything our government's ever done to be made to work like is a good idea. People are just saying there's some amendments that are very iffy. Um, But like, that's the thing. In the end... Speaking for yourself or speaking for the greater good is a political statement, and that's what this is. Right. Uh, I've never gotten to play Persona 5, but I've seen lots of gameplay from it and heard tons of the music from the soundtrack, which is all super groovy, like future funk. Punk uh, jazz? <laughs> let's let's call if I do kind of hear the weather report thing you're talking about a little bit. There's a there's a bass guitar? And, and they, they would be considered fusion. So they're like funk rock fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, this has a little bit of like future funk. Like, uh, there's certain elements of vaporwave music are are considered f- future funk, and so this one has that kind of feel to me. Sounds like some straight up James Brown in a lot of parts, which I think 
Oh, uh, you just pulled out <laughs> punk jazz with Jaco Pastorius on the front of I'm it. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. We'll have to listen to that. But yeah, this one sounds like some straight up James Brown, which, uh, yeah, Jacques brought a James Brown song with a similar title called Get Up, Get Into It, Get Involved. Hey, that's very much similar. Yeah, and it's just like seven minutes of just political boogie. You know, I definitely love that, that this song is like very optimistic and high energy. It makes like a, a really urgent feel. And makes you want to shimmy and shake into the streets and start a revolution. Uh, the lyrics remind us that we're more than just mere cogs in a bigger machine. We consist of massive potential to rebuild that machine into something even better and more refined. And we can oust the guys that were running the machine before. And then we can seize the means of production for <laughs> ourselves. Uh, yeah, you can probably see where, where we're going with this. Uh, this is just a great funky jam. <laughs> And I definitely got to find a way to play this game. Up with the proletariat. Right, yeah. <laughs> Down with the bourgeoisie. You got it. All right. Next thing you know, we're going to be like Tale of Two Cities up in here. Except for my favorite part is when they spill the wine. I mean, granted, it was the first page. It's been saying. a long time since I've read it. Okay. <laughs> well, we didn't get, I mean, how about this? Our whole show is feedback. That's what I really like about the show. True. So technically, I can't say we didn't get feedback, but we didn't get email or voicemail. That's okay. We did have a couple of people, I think, comment on uh, where, where you posted the show, and mm-hmm. they they gave some other comments and gave some other suggestions that yeah. didn't make it. Yeah. So as I said, the whole show. Yeah, it, it really is. It evolves on there. Um, you can reach us on Twitter if you tweet and you haven't silenced your notifications. Uh, I'm at Madam Woolay. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. And the show is at E&D Pod, where we sometimes post GIFs about silly things. Um, <clears throat> the Facebook group, of which, of course, is where you can see all of the commentary and all of the suggestions, and it's amazing, is Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. And the voicemail line is... 731-400-BUDS. Or 731-400-2837. Uh, the show, you can email endpod at gmail.com and you can find the show at endpod.com part of the 10710 network where i have not posted any pictures of olsen twins this week thank goodness you're welcome what's our final song all right so yeah i wanted to leave us on a on a positive hopeful note uh and i'm a huge fan of paul simon and simon and garfunkel so i brought simon and garfunkel's last night i had the strangest dream uh this song it's a, it's a brilliant demonstration of their knack for intricate harmonies. I even think that the voices are hard panned with Paul Simon on one ear and Art Garfunkel on the other. And they're both singing these like soaring, angelic parts in lockstep with one another. And they're singing this song about peace and hope and optimism for putting an end to war. So I'm going to leave you with Simon and Garfunkel. Last night I had the strangest dream. Enjoy it.
Strangers 